Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 70, using Chris Fox's plot gardening system, coming to you on Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. Now, if you've been listening all the way through the podcast, one episode after another, you know that last Thursday we interviewed Chris. I interviewed Chris. You listened. <laughs> Yes, you were listening in as I talked to Chris about his new book, Plot Gardening. And I mentioned while I was talking to him that I'm working my way through the book myself, even though I was thinking, I don't need a book on plotting. I teach writing. I've got, you know, eight titles out. But it's always nice to learn something new, a different way of doing it, um, another way that somebody else is doing things a little bit differently, which is why I own so many how to write books and why I will continue to buy them and read them because they're all really interesting. And anytime you can get yourself to find another way to look at something that in the end yields another different or better result, then that's a good thing, right? Okay, so I've been working my way through the book and I thought maybe I'd give you some tips on um, things that you might want to try if you're thinking about uh, buying the book or if you already have and you're working through it as well. Remember, um, not last week, but the week before, we talked to Laura Drake about um, writing the first five pages and she gave everybody who emailed her a checklist um, for openings, openings for chapters, for scenes, what, whatever. And so the following Tuesday, I was like, you know what, let's just go over that checklist a little bit. So I thought maybe we'd do the same thing this week. So last week we talked to Chris, this week we'll talk about Chris's system. So here's some of the things that I was thinking. Sometimes when somebody, you're reading a book and it says, what makes your book different from others in its genre? And that is a question that is in Chris's book. So I was thinking to myself, okay, what makes my romantic comedies different from other romantic comedies or my chiclet different from other chiclet, etc." And when somebody just asks you a question like that, sometimes you're like, I guess nothing is <laughs> sometimes my very first reaction. Like there's this pause and I'm like, I got nothing here. I, I don't know. Maybe nothing's different. And then you're like, oh no, mine are just like all the rest. Nothing is different that sets mine apart. Okay. So then I was like, just breathe. Of course your books are different from other people's books. You just have to figure out what it is and then really use it and play it to your advantage. So for instance, one of the things that I do well is humor. Um, I have a, a voice, you know, an author voice in my writing that sounds very much like me. People have a tendency to be able to um, pick up a piece of my writing and hear me as if they were talking to me or hearing me tell a story. So that's a, that's a good advantage for me. Um, there's been other things that people have said, oh, this or that in your book. But every time I still have to ask myself, I don't know, what's what's different about my books from somebody else's books? So as my husband will often remind, remind me, Google is your friend. So I'm going to give you some ideas about things that you can Google that'll help jumpstart your creative process. So I finally figured out how to find the comments on my YouTube videos for everybody who is watching the show on YouTube instead of just listening on your podcast app. And I have now figured out where to find them quickly and easily. And I finally replied to all of them. And I apologize because some of you commented two or three months ago, right when I was beginning to move and I I was 
pretty busy. Yeah, I was going to say I was a wreck. Well, I wasn't exactly a wreck, but I was super duper duper busy. So I apologize that I didn't see your comments and didn't know how to find them before, but now I have. So um, just real quick, I'll just interrupt myself by saying thank you to Philip and Tisha. Tisha, you've left several comments. Thank you. Uh, Natalia, Karen, Amy, Jay Jade, and fan of Bewitched. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Today has actually been um, one of those days when I really needed the encouragement of knowing that people were listening, watching, paying attention, were interested, had questions, that sort of thing. A little bit of interaction always makes you feel a little bit less like you're um, sitting alone in a bubble. And so all of that to say, thank you for the comments. And back to our subject, Philip was talking about how he's a pantser, so he's not sure that Chris's methods will work for him. And when I was answering these comments, it really got me to thinking about, okay, I do think that the methods will work for both pantsers and plotters, but how exactly am I thinking that? Like, why do I think that? So the fact that I was trying to figure out how to answer Philip's question or his comment um, led me to some ideas that I thought I would share with you as part of the teaching episode today. So let's say that you are in the middle of a book, in the middle of a series, starting a new book. You want to write something and don't know what, um, you know, really, no matter where you are in the process, if you get to a point where you're just a little bit stuck, so I'm ready to write a new book in the Loon Lake series, and I know who my main characters are, but, you know, it's been a few months since I've been working on this book because of all the moving. So where am I? Who are they? What was I writing again? And so it occurred to me that I do have some ideas on how we can get ourselves back into a story or come up with really interesting um, possibly new ideas, things that will make our stories or our series stand out from others in our genre. And I wanted to share them. So one thing is, and Chris mentions a website in his book, but I wanted to say in general, you can just Google um, whatever your genre is, and then the word tropes, T-R-O-P-E-S. So for instance, when I uh, Googled romance tropes, whole bunch of websites came up that told me a whole bunch of um, things that romance novels tend to be about. So there's the reunion story, you know, um, the uh, secret baby story. Um, there's, there's so many I'm actually having a hard time like trying to think of them. Um, it's not something that I usually think about that much or use that much. So um, I don't like have the list memorized in my head, but sometimes when I get stuck or just I don't know what I'm doing and I need a jump start, it's good to go back and look at the list and go, oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, actually, this story that I have in my head would be this kind of a trope. And the idea behind a trope is that um, readers will have a certain expectation when they pick up a, a book in a certain genre, and you need to make sure that you fulfill the expectation. So for instance, if I picked up a Dinar Kuntz book, and it wasn't really very scary, and there wasn't any real suspense, I knew what was going on from page one, that would not be filling in all the things that I have come to expect from Dean Kuntz writing a suspense or a thriller book. Um, same with, you know, anything else. I actually saw an ad on my Kindle today for a Nora Roberts book that was way outside the romance genre. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. But Nora Roberts used to being 
romance. I mean, Nora Roberts equaled romance. You would look up romance in the dictionary. You might have Nora's picture there along with a few other writers, but she's doing something new. It actually made me kind of want to look into the book. I'm like, well, what's this about? Um, so readers need to know what they can expect from you. And that is what the tropes are about, is helping you to remember what readers expect of that genre. So for instance, Google horror tropes, thriller tropes, romance tropes, fantasy tropes, science fiction tropes, crime thriller tropes. You can just Google whatever your genre or subgenre is. And um, you will have a whole bunch of articles and stuff. Um, when I say and stuff, some of them are actually downloadable PDFs or YouTube videos on the things that are the most popular tropes, items, story type uh, elements that are used in that particular genre. So that will probably jumpstart some ideas in your head. Um, and then I started thinking about all the other things that you could Google that'll just jumpstart ideas. So for instance, let's say that you have a vague idea that maybe you're going to have a um, lawyer get lost in a rainforest. He's on vacation and it's going to lead to something. But all you know is there's a lawyer who got lost in a rainforest. So Google rainforest. Google rainforest weather. Google rainforest disasters. Like as soon as you come up with one word or idea, you can actually just kind of go crazy. Keep going with it. Um, in fact, one of the other uh, words that I had um, written down that you should um, try is Google weird history. If you want to come up with like what's some really interesting thing that has happened that I can make it sort of in the background of the story. You know, maybe my story is a fantasy or it's set on another planet or something like that. And I, I know that I need to have some interesting or weird history or some interesting or weird politics or whatever. Um, but, you know, what else has already happened that I can kind of jumpstart off of that? Well, when you, for instance, Google weird history, you do get some really crazy, wild, interesting things. Um, but also uh, weird facts. That's, a, that's another one that had all sorts of really cool articles and stuff that I wanted to read. But I was like, no, stop. You're... <laughs> You're doing research for your podcast. You can't read all this stuff. Uh, weird science. And then I was like, wait, if I just type the word weird and space, then um, the auto, not autocorrect, um, you know, the auto fill in for when you're typing in Google will have a whole list of things. You can do weird space A and see everything that anybody has searched for that's weird, something that starts with an A, like weird artifacts. <laughs> uh, weird space B, weird space C, come up with all sorts. I mean, you will be doing that research for days if you keep going that way, but it can jumpstart ideas for you. Um, other things, part of the world building is um, not only you know, when are you and where are you? So is it current day? Is it on another planet? Is it in the future, the past? Or um, is it a doomsday conspiracy thing or, you know, whatever. Um, but what else makes up the world? So let's say that you were going to write a book like The Hunger Games and um, you knew that it was going to have really corrupt, broken government. So you could just Google corrupt politicians, corrupt governments, corrupt tyrants. Um, and then you can go off off of those ideas. Something else is going to show up. Um, so that can give you some ideas where you can start feeding your imagination and create some fodder for you there. You could also Google the word famous and then whatever you are interested in. Maybe in your world, um, 
there are uh, like artists, uh, all kinds of fine arts type people are um, the most famous people in this world. And so you could Google famous artists, famous musicians, famous potters, famous sculptors, <laughs> famous painters, or whatever. You could Google um, famous actors, famous activists, uh, famous gold mine. <laughs> um, anything that you might be able to use as just a, a jump start for your imagination for possible ideas that maybe you already have. You could Google family trees and just see like what's out there. Like how would you create something that was going to be like this epic four generational story um, where like some of these people were from like a famous family and you know maybe you had um, a coal miner who got introduced into the mix at some point which I'm sure you know would have shaken the whole family tree and um you could just Google the words family trees, stuff like that. Now, when I was doing a lot of this Googling so that I could tell you uh, some of the things that I was finding and give you more examples and more ideas, I found a really interesting website called list25.com. That's L-I-S-T 25.com. And I watched a video about like 25 things uh, in history that you never knew about. And one of them was... Uh, like, I don't know, number 21 or 14 or whatever it was. Um, Napoleon was once attacked by wild rabbits. What? <laughs> I was like, okay, I want to go Google that and see what that was about. Because like, can you imagine putting that in some sort of like weird, funny fantasy, like some sort of comic fantasy about a politician who, uh, yeah, who was attacked by... It's like, it's, it's like being attacked by tribbles. <laughs> how can how can you? Well, actually, no. Remember the Star Star Trek episode? They they were attacked by tribbles. So there you go. See, all these things could be like just fodder for interesting ideas that can help you to jumpstart your brain. So Philip was saying, um, I'm not sure that all of all of the things that Chris Fox talks about because he's a plotter would really apply to me or help me. But my suggestion is um, look at it from whatever perspective that you are. If you know you're a plotter, if you know you're a pantser, if you don't know, if you know that you're somewhere in the middle, um, just look at some of these ideas of mine and of other people's and try to ask yourself, uh, okay, so the way that I do it, like what could I take out of it? If you don't know how you do it yet, Try other people's ideas and see what works and what doesn't. Um, but if you already kind of know who you are, for instance, if you're a plotter, um, as you're researching, you could be actually creating your story and writing down your plot ideas and doing all of your plotting as you're researching because everything is giving you new ideas and you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen, this and then this and then this and that causes that and then it ends with this. If you're a pantser, you might just like just relax into throwing yourself into this ocean of Googling interesting and weird and whatever things. And, um, and don't try to worry about um, writing down anything that you don't want to. I mean, write down anything that you're like, oh, I need to remember this website later in case I want to come back to it. Um, but don't force yourself to do things differently. Um, all of that information is just going to kind of settle and simmer in the back of your brain. And subconsciously, your brain's going to start making connections that later as you're writing and as you're pantsing, 
writing by the seat of your pants through the story. These things are just going to create these other things. And you may not even realize that it came from some of this um, fun research that you were doing. So either way, it can really help you to come up with more ideas, better ideas, um, more interesting or pointed ideas, you know, more specific kinds of ways to handle a, a situation that you're like, I don't know, in general, I don't know, it's the rainforest. It doesn't really matter where I'm not going to worry about it. But maybe you read something and you're like, oh, should totally do it, you know, in Ecuador because of this reason or something like that. I'm not even sure. Does Ecuador have rainforests? I know it has Anyway, and I know there's tropical and subtropical. Obviously, I'm just giving you examples. I don't really know <laughs> exactly about rainforests in Ecuador. But if you were researching it, you might come up with an idea. Okay, and then just another reminder, um, if you want to kind of explore more about what Chris has been doing, if you go to his YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Chris Fox writes, um, he's got uh, several different series of um, free videos that he's putting up just for your consumption and, and to help you. And one of them is the um, how to write a novel from scratch, I think. And in the notes part underneath the video, he has a link where you can go and sign up to get the Scrivener files that he's been using. And so they're they're, you know, they're sample files, but they have a ton of information. I was like, man, Chris, <laughs> this is really giving us everything. He, he's written out, you know, how he's going to plot things in a certain way and different characters that he has and um, pictures of, you know, who, how he sees that character and all sorts of things. If you're just interested in how in the world would I organize Scrivener anyway, like I know I want to use it better. I, I just don't know, like how do other people do it? Well, if you sign up for Chris's email, um, newsletter list, you'll get other emails from him about, you know, I've got a new video out on this topic or that topic, and that's always great. But um, the fact that you're getting access to somebody else's Scrivener files um, will help you to see how does somebody else organize their information? Do I want to do this or that the way that they do? Uh, you might look at it and go, oh, too much information. That's just not the way I do it. Or you might be like, oh, finally, somebody, somebody's telling me what they're doing. This is this huge help. Um, so also, you know, chrisfoxwrites.com, he has more information there. Just looking on my list of things that I wanted to tell you to see if there's anything else. Wikipedia, that was another thing. In addition to Googling all those sorts of things, there's all sorts of topics that you could look up in Wikipedia where you actually have a specific topic in mind, not just, you know, like a word. Like if you, if you were like, no, I really do want to have a lawyer lost in the rainforest, then you could go, yeah, I'm sorry, you could go to Wikipedia and put in rainforest. And if you, um, what would probably happen and then is that that would be a general topic and there'd be all sorts of links and then you could find more information and more information. And the stuff in Wikipedia is more likely to be accurate and factual information than necessarily just any old thing on Google. Um, you know, you know, it's the 21st century. You know, you have to watch out for what's on the Internet. Double check it if you're actually using it as a factual source. Okay, I think that's it. I hope that gives you a bunch of ideas. Uh, it certainly has helped me to kind of jump out of the, um, huh, it's not really a rut, but you know, you're reading a nonfiction book on how to do, um, you know, some kind of writing technique better. And you're thinking, I need to get back to writing or finish watching that Netflix series I was watching. <laughs> you know how it is. And sometimes you just need something to kind of um, snap you out of it and go, oh my gosh, 
oh, wait, that's really interesting. What about this? What about this? What about this? And before you know it, you're like, okay, I actually have some ideas I need to write in my Scrivener file. And wait, I might actually even have a scene in mind. And then there you go. You're off. You're off and running, off and writing. <laughs> Remember on Thursday, just two more days from today, uh, Kristen Billerbeck will be here talking about chiclet. Yay! One of my favorite things ever. <laughs> and it's a really fun, good conversation that'll be totally helpful and interesting and fun, especially if you're at all interested in romance, comedy, or chiclet. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just keep on going, doing three episodes a week. So remember, the teaching episodes are on Tuesdays, the interviews are on Thursdays, and the Encouraging Words episodes are on Sundays. I hope that in my excitement, I haven't been talking too fast and you can understand me. Sorry, but you know how you are. Uh, certainly by now, you know how I am. I just get excited when I talk about writing stuff and then I just talk faster and louder. Okay, so we will talk faster and louder more later. I hope you have a great week. Go Google something. Go Google something that you think might be really interesting for your book. I'm sure it'll be great fun. 